This is North Pod, a North Melbourne fan podcast, hosted by Jason Hunt. Hello and welcome back to North Pod. It's been a couple of weeks since we've we've connected. It's been a little while. Sorry if you've um, been sitting by your phone waiting for the podcast to drop. I hope that you've been well fed and and well hydrated. Uh, yeah, this hasn't been a lot of lot of, lot to talk about. So I've um, taken the time. I've had a little rest, and um, yeah, we're we're getting close to. The draft now, so I thought it was about time we did a little pre-draft episode. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk around the trading of the picks and and nothing's happened so far. So yeah, we'll talk about the draft in this episode and kind of what I what I think's going to happen and what what I hope's going to happen. Uh, we'll talk about the AFLW. I'm recording this just after the big win from from the girls against Melbourne in the qualifying final. So. Uh, we'll talk about that in the second half of the episode, and uh, yeah, I'll try and get us in and get us out pretty quickly. Hopefully, I can um, yeah predict predict some picks here, but we'll we'll see what happens. So yeah, as I said, there's been lots of talk around you know potentially trading up to pick one, and at this stage that hasn't happened. So the pick exchange period is now closed. However, um, as I'm sure most of my very well-educated listeners know, um, you can you can trade on draft night. So there is still a chance that we try to trade up to pick one uh, on the night. I it looks increasingly unlikely. It just looks like uh, West Coast is is pretty happy to take number one and take Harley Reid. I I do wonder if we'll throw one last thing at them on draft night, maybe something along the lines of pick two, pick 15, pick 17. Yeah, it just looks like unless they get two top 10 picks, the Eagles just aren't going to look at it. So that's that's what I think is, I think we're going to go to the draft with pick two and pick three. Um, I was just kind of thinking around anything else that could potentially happen or that hasn't kind of been discussed and... I'm just saying this not because I've heard it's going to happen at all. I, I've heard nothing of the sort. I just was thinking around. It looks like, you know, with picks in two and three, it's kind of those midfielder types that are around that mark. And, and we know that's not our biggest area of need. So I was thinking, you know, I wonder if we should have tried to maybe trade one of those picks a little bit down, not not far, but a, a couple of picks down. To, in order to try and get ourselves a little bit of something extra, but also get us drafting where there's players that we need. So, for example, and it's, of course it's dependent on being able to find a, the right match in terms of a trading partner and all those sorts of things, but you know, if we were able to pick, trade pick three down to, say, five or six, and then maybe a pick up like a really late first rounder or a second round pick or something for next year, uh, it just might be worth, you know... Uh, toying with that the idea of that as I said someone's got to be open to it um, someone's got to be keen to try and get one of those really early picks but I just thought positionally the players at around that five and six are probably a better fit for us um, and it you know gives us that opportunity I definitely 
be looking at trying to get picks into next year's draft. I think we've got enough for this year. I think you'd maybe be saying, hey, can we trade down to pick six? But we'd love like an end of first round or early second rounder for next year. So, you know, if you're picking, if you're trading with a a club that thinks they're going to finish really high next year, maybe you're looking at their first rounder. Or if you're, you're trading with a club that's going to finish low next year, maybe you try to, you know, get their, their second rounder. Um, as I say, I've heard nothing of the sort. I just thought a bit of a left field one. That That's an idea that I had around trying to get us the most value and also positional needs. So that aside, it looks like we're going with picks two and pick three um, along with our 15, 17, 18. Um, so let's, let's have a look at what the draft could look like. I certainly have got most of my information from Cal Toomey um, afl.com.au he does his monthly phantom form guide and um, yeah I mean he's the one that I trust the most in terms of you know what what the players look like and also you know in terms of who he's expecting to go where I think he's got a really good read on that and historically he's got it got it pretty close to the mark so um, yeah that's where I've gotten all my kind of my information obviously I've watched a bit of vision of those sort of picks that that might be heading our way, but I'm certainly not pretending that I have any kind of insider knowledge at all. I think, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it is what it is at this point. So looking at the draft, Reed goes at pick one to West Coast. I know that there's been that that talk around whether or not um, he'll he'll want to go across to West Coast. I, I honestly think he'll go there. Uh, because if they didn't, if West Coast are worried about him um, going across, they would have traded out pick one, I think. Uh, and maybe that happens on draft night. I guess we'll wait and see. I then think uh, we'll bid on Jed Walter at pick two because we would have loved that key position type player. So I think we forced the Gold Coast to take Jed Walter at pick two and um, obviously they'll do that. So then picks it becomes pick three and pick four for us. All the talk um, seems to be that we will take McKercher and Dersma with those picks. So uh, McKercher's a Tassie midfielder. He's inside and out, left footer. We know that Clarko loves a left footer. Um, it just seems from all the talk that it would. it's extremely unlikely that we don't go for him. Uh, it looks like he's almost locked and loaded playing for North Melbourne at this point. Um, and I'm happy for us to take one mid with our, with our top picks. It's just I do have concerns over if we take two midfield types with our um, first two picks. I really would like one of them to be the best available midfielder and then we're, we're looking at need after that. Um, and I guess, look, Dersma's a mid-sized forward who can play a bit of midfield as well, but he certainly is not a player that fits our... Our need, like he's got some similar attributes to Zerha, he's got some similar attributes to Paul Curtis. Like he really does fit that medium-sized forward that can play a bit of midfield that we have several of. Um, he he looks sounds and looks like he's an absolute gun in the making. So it's not a slot on him. I just I think if we take McKercher, I'd love to take um, someone else. So for what it's worth, I th- I think that's my prediction that Dersma and McKercher is, is who we take if we we end up picking at three and four. I personally would like to see us take McKercher and then take either Nick Watson or Daniel Curtin, who 
I'll talk about next. And and they're the next, the two next best um, based on w- w- everything that I can see. Like maybe you could argue that Caddy or Sanders is in there, but um, they're the next best available. I'm sure most of us have heard a bit about them. Watson's that um, small crafty forward. He can also mark, but I think the difference between Watson and Dersmer is that Watson is a really crafty small mid, a uh, small forward, sorry, and he fits that need of exactly what we need. It's an odd one because we have heaps of forwards, but we do not have a small crumbing forward who's creative, who can do the dirty work and, and crumb the packs. Um, we've got a lot of medium types. Paul Curtis does a little bit of that, but we really don't have someone that can do that. And I think... Wizard Watson, as he gets called, um, he could do that for us. And then Dan Curtin, similar in that he fits a need. He's that big key defender. Obviously, you pick the the taller players and they're going to take two, three, four years to develop. But we're also two or three or four years away from being, you know, really worth talking about. So I don't see it as that such a negative that we take him at, at this point because... You know, we we can develop him. Obviously, Ben McKay took a while to come on. We know that these bigger players do take longer, but he fits that need for a key defender for us. He's also pretty flexible. Uh, he can play through the midfield or, or play forward. He, he really is a utility, but the need that he'd be fitting for us would be that key defender. Uh, he is from Perth, which I think it shouldn't be a concern, but there's also there's always that little bit of go-home factor that we have to worry about. And obviously, we're seeing the opposite direction with Harley Reid uh, going to West Coast. So I'd love us to pick one of those two. I think probably Curtin is harder to find, but Watson's probably, in terms of the class of him, that you know, very hard to find as well. So I, I'd be happy with either of those. I'm not expecting either of them. It seems like we're going to go Mukherjee and Dersma, but um, yeah, I'd love one of those types. Then after that, like just if it happens to be none of those, like Sanders, who obviously was tied to us with our academy, but we can't get unless he goes outside the top 40. Um, it seems unlikely that we'll we'll go for him. Nate Caddy is, um, I mean, I listened to an interview with him. He sounded great, but it sound, I haven't heard that we've got any interest in taking him higher. He's kind of a medium forward as well. And then O'Sullivan is a key defender. Yeah, would would suit the needs that we have, but is it seems as though Curtin's clearly ahead of him. So uh, I don't expect that we'll take any of those three, but they're kind of the next three after that. So that's kind of the, the players that we're looking at with those first couple of picks. Um, as I said, would love to see Wizard Watson or Dan Curtin alongside McKercher, but I am expecting it to be Dersma and McKercher. And yeah, I mean, I guess that the other challenge with that is it's going to mean that we're we're going to have even more midfield depth and even more that miss out. So whether that means that someone like Tom Powell or Will Phillips or, I mean, even Eddie Ford goes through the wing, like maybe it's going to push out players like that. I guess that's where I've got to decide like where our priorities are in terms of our current playing list and who who we believe in the most. Then, as I said earlier, our other picks are 15, 17 and 18, but... Across the top 20 picks or so, there's going to be three, four, even maybe five father-sons and academy picks taken kind of between one and where our first pick goes, or certainly where our, our pick 18 goes. There's 
Will McCabe, there's Croft in there. Um, there's two more Gold Coast Academy players that, that could get taken. So it's pretty likely that those those picks get pushed out and they're actually 19, 21, 22, or, or even a little later, a pick or two later. So that's what we'll actually be looking at on draft night is, is picks around that level. So if we think about the needs that we know we've got, I think at this position... That's where you are. You're definitely picking on a needs basis in my mind. So we know that we need another Ruckman on the list. We know that we need a really small crafty forward. We know we need some key position um, depth. So I've just had a look at some of the players that potentially could go in those spots. The three best Rucks in the draft pool appear to be uh, Taylor Goad, Will Green and Mitch Edwards. Mitch Edwards doesn't appear to have really been linked to us. He's a Perth boy, but um, you know that doesn't rule him out. Uh, he's also part of the Freo Academy, but they don't have access to him unless, or priority access to him unless he goes outside the top 40, much like Riley Sanders. As I said, I haven't heard or read uh, Mitch Edwards being linked to us. The other two, I think one of them is more likely, so Taylor Goad or Will Green. Uh, and obviously, these guys would be Project Ruckman. Um, we'd be taking them with, say, pick 20-odd. But as I said with the key position players earlier, like Ruckman just take time. So they'd be sitting behind uh, Tristan Jerry. They'd be sitting behind Hamish Free um, and potentially behind Coleman Jones if, if we see him as a Ruckman. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll pick one of them probably, I would say. If I had to take a guess, I'd say... Will Green, and that's just because he's he's from Victoria, goads from Adelaide, and I think if the players are around the same point in in terms of how you value them, I think you probably go with with the local player. Yeah, they're both sort of two hundred five ish centimeters, both big boys, um, both you know def, de, definitive ruckmen, not sort of ruck forwards like they're, they're ruckmen. So yeah, if I had to pick one of them, I'd say we we might go Will Green. Certainly, if if he's available at that at that range in terms of a small forward like Phoenix Gothard is probably the type that could be available around this area pretty similar to Watson so obviously we wouldn't take well I don't think we'd take Gothard and Watson uh, that'd be a if we've taken someone other than Watson earlier on potentially look at Gothard here um, yeah I mean he's just he's a small forward he's from Victoria crafty type so and a really good name too. Like we've obviously just got rid of Phoenix Spicer. I think that's a better name, but Phoenix Gothard's not bad. It's um, it's got a bit of a ring to it, rolls off the tongue well. So we like that. Final potential one, Ollie Murphy is a 200 centimeter key defender. There has not been any word that he's been linked to us at all. So I'm not expecting this one to happen, but he is that perfect He's around that mark in terms of early to mid-20s in terms of value. He's a key defender. Yeah, I think if we don't go with Dan Curtin, then he'd be a great option. And to be honest, even if we did go with Dan Curtin, I I could see trying to stock up on the key defenders uh, because, you know, you're sort of having a bit each way that maybe one of them comes off and one of them doesn't. Um, Or, you know, if we were to take Curtin and we're worried that maybe he's going to want to head back to Perth and you've got someone like Ollie Murphy sort of, you know, developing for a year or two already. Um, but th- that's really all I've I've got. I, the others are, there's a lot of midfielders obviously in the early part of the draft and I just, I, I don't see us taking midfielder 
in that 15, 17, 18 area. Look, you never know if maybe all those all those players that we've we've looked at are taken. Potentially, you look at one, but you would think, based on the fact that it's their job, that you know our development, our our drafting departments got an idea of what other clubs are thinking and who they're thinking they might take, and and that gives you the the ability to say, all right, we're going to target these players. So, yeah, if I was having a guess at who we're going to draft, I think we'll draft McKercher, Dersma with those first two, and then we will take. Green, Gothard, and I'll say Ollie Murphy, even though I don't really believe it. Let's let's say that's the case. I would love us to take if I had to pick between Watson and, and Curtin. I think I'd take Curtin. It's only because I think Curtin's harder to find. So I think I'd take McKercher and Curtin, and then I would take uh, with those mid-range picks. I'd take Will Green. I'd take Phoenix Gothard. And then I'd take Ollie Murphy still, I think, because I'd love to have two of those key backs. Looking at the players sort of that would be alternatives in that area, Archer Reed's a key forward. Um, if we wanted to just grab a, another tall player, like he he, he, he would probably, I'd say he'll be available there. He's a 203 sort of key forward. Someone that has been linked to us is Harry Dimitia. He's a sort of... Midfield forward type at 184. He could also play off halfback potentially. I don't see the value in him necessarily based on our, our needs is what I'm going at from there. So, But he's another one that's in that in that ballpark. So, yeah, that's who I'd be looking at. I don't think Lance Collard will get to us. He's, a, he's another smaller forward uh, from Perth. I, I don't expect that he'll be available just based on what I've seen there and Riley Hardiman is another one that's been linked to us potentially as a midfielder. He is a taller midfielder, which we like. But yeah, that's that's all I've got for the draft. I just think, you know, ultimately we need to remember that the drafting for need doesn't address that need right away. So it's not like if we nail this draft, we're going to be super competitive next year. That's not going to be what changes our fortunes immediately. They're going to need time and you need to hope that you've got the right players and then in the years to come at it hopefully comes off like the the reason that we're in this position where we have these these needs is because we've missed some missed some draft picks over the past couple of years and we've also been super midfielder focused like the majority of our drafting over the past 3 or 4 years has been on midfielders particularly at that you know our first round picks or our picks in the top 20 or so um so that's why we've ended up with this sort of plethora of midfield forwards um, but without you know a specialist small forward, we did try to address that with Phoenix Spicer and, and it hasn't worked out. And, and maybe Robert Hanson Jr. does, but you know early signs weren't weren't fantastic. Ben McKay's left. You could argue about whether or not we pushed him out or he really wanted to go. But um, you know that's one of the key reasons that we need a key defender is because we've developed him for eight years and and then we've shipped him off. So. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the draft. We'll um, you know, we'll see how right or wrong I am. I as I said, I I don't feel super confident that I'm an expert in this at all. I just based on the information I've got, that's that's what I'm hoping and looking for. I know we've got that really late pick in the 50s that's probably going to become sort of a late 40s pick or something like that. Um, I have no idea if we'll even take that pick, and I certainly have no idea who we will take with it if we 
if we were to use it. So I'm not gonna not gonna pretend that I've got anything to say about that one. So yeah, I will definitely uh, podcast after the draft, uh, probably in two weeks' time. Just thinking around the drafts on a Monday and then a Tuesday, so um, it's probably unlikely I'll, I'll podcast midweek in reaction to it. But look, you never know. But I'll, I'll certainly be podcasting afterwards to kind of review who we've gotten and then maybe do a bit more of a deep dive on the on the sorts of players that they are. So you can look forward to that sort of yeah week and a half to two weeks. As I said earlier, I just wanted to take a quick couple of minutes to talk about the AFLW. What a win. What an amazing win uh, today as I'm recording this. Smashed Melbourne 50-9. to So through to the preliminary final. It's fantastic to get that breakthrough win against uh, one of the other top four sides. If you've been following along this year, we, we have played the other top three sides once and lost to all of them. Uh, Melbourne were actually pretty comfortable winners over us earlier in the year, but it was pretty heartbreaking close losses to the Crows and to the Lions. So really, I'm sure it's a massive sort of relief to actually finally get a win against one of them. Um, We've got the week off now, and we're straight through to a a home preliminary final. So super, super exciting. Uh, I don't know that it'll get played at Arden Street. It's probably probably more likely to be Icon Park, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's a Melbourne-based final and we'll be playing either Adelaide or Sydney. So you take that, they're going to be travelling either way. We're not going to be... Yeah, Brisbane had another... Well, not another. They had an upset win against Adelaide. So um, both of those top two sides have lost in the first week of finals. North Melbourne takes advantage. We're through the prelim and, yeah, we'll play Adelaide or Sydney in a couple of weeks. Just watching that game, it was a couple of stray thoughts. Like, Randall is an absolute bulldozer. And sometimes, to her detriment, I think she could play the ball a little bit more often. Not because she's dirty. I just think that sometimes if she played the ball a bit more often, she'd be better off. But she is so tough. She just smashed through Libby Birch a couple of times. And, um, yeah, I would not want to stand you know, in in the hole, knowing that she's coming through behind me, she would she would hurt when she hits. Um, Riddell, super clean, super fast as always. She's had another amazing season. Um, I thought Garner, it wasn't her best game, but, you know, it's all relative. Like, she was still one of the, one of the best handful, and she is that kind of grunt work in that she just gets the ball in the boot, gets it forward 40 metres, clearance-based, you know, she she wasn't bad by any stretch. I just didn't think that she really tore her game to shreds like she has at times this year. Um, and Shelor is just so flexible. I think it's really underrated to have uh, a player like Shelor who can swing back when you just want to park the bus for a moment or two or slow it down. It's it's a massive pro to have her. You know, with that ability to do that, it looked like she might have nearly lost some of her, her front teeth in a. Um, in a in a pack situation in that last quarter, I'm not sure uh, what the update on that was, but she certainly had some blood coming from her mouth. So hopefully, hopefully two weeks off is or the week off will do her some good. Uh, but yeah, she's just so flexible. She had a a fantastic um, score involvement today on, on the run. Um, got a big handball over the top to Randall, who then got another handball over. I can't remember who it went to. It might have been. No, I don't remember, but that was a fantastic team goal that she was a part of. So, yeah, we go into the prelim 
with a lot of momentum. We've, we did make the prelim last year. So um, that was certainly from a different position. I think we came there from 7th or 8th last year. So from 3rd, we're better off. We've got the week off. We know that we are going to be playing interstate side. And then, yeah, I mean, at this stage, it looks like we'll be playing Brisbane in a grand final if we were to make it. that They'd have to be favourites, but plenty of water to go under the bridge yet. And... Um, yeah, just super exciting to at least have the girls' side up and about, knowing how how dismal the men's side's been over the past couple of years. It's good to have some success at the club. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be it for the podcast, I think, for this week. Just wanted to get a quick one out there. It never ends up being as quick as you think it's going to be, but um, I've certainly kept it shorter than some of my episodes from earlier in the year. So as I said, we I will do a pod um, yeah, in the next sort of 10 to 14 days reviewing the draft. So that draft's on the 20th and the 21st of November, Monday, Tuesday night. So I know we'll all be looking to see who we pick up there. I'll definitely do a podcast after that. And certainly if the girls make it into the grand final, we'll, we might extend the podcast season for another week. We'll see see how we go yeah that's it hope you all have a fantastic week we're getting close to the end of the year now middle of november it's happening so fast i think pre-season starts tomorrow for the boys so um yeah i can't believe it, it just goes so quickly that um october and november period and all of a sudden we're, we're thinking about footy again so yeah have a great week everyone and i will speak to you uh, soon go north Thanks for listening to another episode of North Pod. Please subscribe to the podcast on your app and give me a rating or review if you can. I'd really appreciate it. You can find me on all social media at North Pod Show. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, threads, you name it, I'm there. I'll see you next episode.